So personification, purse on a vacation. Something in his eyes said I really didn't want to answer. <laughs> you are listening to the Freelancer Codex. That's all. Podcast brought to you by the I've Shut Up and Respawn my piece. I don't. Have I to do like it until December. So. Welcome back, freelancers, to episode 143 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running podcast that comes out of the four corners. I bet it is. I bet our podcast is the longest-running podcast out of the four corners area. <laughs> um, would you like? Would you count the radio station broadcast as podcast? That's not a podcast. That's not a podcast. It's a radio but station. Isn't it the same thing though? No, it's not. It's, it's a radio called- broadcast. Yeah, because it goes radio over broadcast. radio waves. We are not over the so radio what is, waves. What about the show Scott Micklin does? Is, would that be considered a podcast? Is it? Does he call it a podcast? It might is not it be too hard to find out. Scott Who's Micklin? Scott, the talk of... Seriously? He's our local hmm. news guy. We have local news? He has a podcast? We used to. You guys <laughs> are the worst. Can we start this one over? Because you guys are obviously... Conspiring against me, against well, my will. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 143, the longest-running podcast in the Four Corners area. Exonus89, thanks for hanging out with yeah. us in the chat. Audio video isn't synced up. I'm not sure why. It's probably something to do with my end, since my computer has been doing all the bad things. So, all right. Today is the day, and today is October 8th. And welcome, everyone, to episode 143. We're glad to have you all here. I'm your host, Steve, along with my co-hosts, Michael and Devin. Devin, Mike, glad to have you guys with us today. How are you doing today, Mike? Doing well. Learning all the things, Googling if we're the longest podcast. I'm not doing that. I'm doing well. It's been a long long week. It's been a long month. Um, And feeling the burn and feeling the crunch and... It's been rough the last little bit, but whatever. We will get through this together. You and I, this is me grabbing your hand. Stronger together. That's right. I'm grabbing your hand through the internet, and I'm holding it tightly so that you do not feel scared. Devin, if you were to guess. Catch a predator episode, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, come on now. Devin, if you were to say or guess how many days we have left until the launch of the Xbox Series X, how many days would you guess? 33? How would you guess that? Devin, you win the prize for today. I'm going to play a random audio clip for you. You going to keep bringing the awesome? Devin, are you going to keep bringing the awesome? That is the question of the day. Always. As an Xbox ambassador, it is my duty to always bring the awesome. Devin said duty. <laughs> All right. So we have th- we are 33 <laughs> days away from the release of the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. The PlayStation 5 will be following two days after, 35 days. 2021 will end in 85 days. The Stormlight Archive, which is the one thing I'm actually really excited about for the end of the year more than anything else, will come out in 37 days. Cyberpunk in 42 days. 42 days for Cyberpunk. Hopefully it'll give people a chance to get those new consoles. They'll be able to play it on those new consoles and wait for the remastered edition sometime next year. And Godfall releases in 35 days. Pretty exciting stuff. So one thing we would like to say is thank you for everyone hanging out with us in the chat currently. And also thank you to all of our Patreon, our patrons that have been supporting the show. Let's thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Steel, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H, and the Gameplay Experience and RZ. Also, 
We have a Discord that if you want to find like-minded people that like to talk about um, the video game industry, want to talk about tech, we have a large amount of people that love to talk about the tech side of these consoles. Um, we have a pretty good group of people that go in there and talk about it, and we have more people coming in. Um, so yeah, you can do that at the link provided um, at the show notes, or if you go to the website, freelancercodex.com, we have links there to join our Discord. So thank you for our Patreons. If you want to support us, you can do so, but please, if it causes you any type of hardship, please do not, and our show will always be free. So you can always <laughs> come and listen to us, which is pretty cool. Okay, before we jump into the news, there's been a lot of stuff that we've been doing for the week. I've got a lot of things to report on, but first, I want to hear from you, Devin, the things that you have been up to in this last week. Uh, things I've been up to this last week, I have uh, actually played some games, played mostly with my kids, uh, in between working and, yeah, trying to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I've played a bunch of games off of Game Pass, actually, because they wanted to just download, you know, each week they want to play new games, right? They, my kids just want to play new games. And so they downloaded um, a mini golf game. Oh, so which played, one? Uh, golf with Friends, I think is what it's called. Yep. My kids have been loving that game, playing it together. So we played a little bit of that. They downloaded um, a... Before you move on, Devin, I have questions about Golf with Friends. And hopefully, maybe you're smarter than I am. Have you figured out a way so that it's not only on one controller and pass and play? Or is that the game is only played with one controller? I believe it's just one controller when you're doing it local. So. Okay, so that's there's no option, and my kids just have to continue fighting over the controller and not get handing the controller over when their turn is ended. That's something I have to continue to struggle with. I think so. Yes, or okay. just you know do online co-op, but you know. <laughs> All right. You have, to have more consoles for that. I guess I need more. <laughs> I need more Xboxes for my kids. Apparently. Yep. Um. Then... <laughs> Mike's kids are telling us all about something, I think. Maybe. Those aren't my kids. Those are your kids. <laughs> Maybe they're playing they're golf kids. with friends. <laughs> but uh, then they downloaded a racing game. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Is it called Racing with Friends? No, but it's all like super simple shapes. You know, anyways, it's like an arcade racer. They have a good time playing it. You can play... Uh, four player split screen so they're all having a great time playing it they don't they're not very good they usually can't get past the first race because you That's have to right, go through man. a bunch of checkpoints you know um i'm just telling it how it is right yeah, uh, i had a good time playing it um let's see what else did i do played some halo uh <laughs> I think that's a given. I don't know. I don't even know if you need to add that in. We just automatically assume you play Halo every week. All right. So I was playing miniature golf, and my friends were like, "Hey, let's play some Halo." So I said, "Okay." And in the Discord, I put up a clip. There it was a pretty good game. It was a really tight game, and right at the very end, I pulled off the victory. Uh, it was probably one of the funnest shots they ever did because uh, we were playing. Um, I'm having a brain fart. But um, shoddy snipes capture the flag. No, it's not shoddy snipes. Um, it's where Swat. they just give you random weapons. Oh, a Fiesta power pack. Fiesta, yes, Fiesta. We were playing Fiesta, and so I had a rocket that shoots out three rockets, 
right? Right at the very end, it was tied 48-48, and all four of them were up on the second level or second, you know, area of this level that we were in, in the map. And they had killed somebody, so it was 49-48. I go up this launcher, and I'm right there by them, and I shoot the rocket. I kill three of them and kill myself. But so it goes kill, kill, win. It shows me dying, and then another one of them dying, all with one shot. Wow, well done. It was pretty great. But you can see that on the Discord in our Halo channel, if you'd like. Um, It was clutch. And, yes, Need for Speed, as uh, Jonas is saying, Need for Speed Payback is free for PlayStation Plus members. I like it. Uh, there is another Need for Speed game that I think we're going to talk about later. The Steven Cheats. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's in the news. But that's what I've been doing. We're working, playing a little bit of games, played some D&D, and uh, yeah. Were you, a, I've been doing. were you a murder hobo in that com- campaign as well? Or just in the campaign we played I mean, we kill a lot of things, but, I mean, we don't kill them all the time. Not all the time? Like, what percentage of the time can, makes you a murder hobo uh, or not? I don't know. I mean, I would say most encounters, like 99.9% of all of our encounters, uh, have we killed everybody? But... All right. So you're a murder hobo. Okay, that's fine. Like, that's cool. That's that's what You live in a dangerous world, and you're going on an adventure. You got to survive. You know, totally not disagreeing with you. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. All right, Mike, will you hit us up with what you have been doing this week? I have been gearing up to go back to work. Our state is gonna go ahead and let kiddos come back, and so we're excited for that. Excited to get back in front of the kiddos. Um, excited to teach again um, in person. Been doing it online, and that's kind of difficult. I may have been. Um, trying to play outside with my kiddos. Um, we have been doing what we can to stay active, healthy, busy. Um, we've gone to the mountains a couple times to walk around. We've gotten chased off of private land that we didn't know that we were on, which was kind of sad because you're like, oh, I didn't know I was on it. You were trying to follow all the maps and stuff, but even though, anyway. Um, so that was that. Um, got Got started on Among Us playing that locally with the kiddos and a couple online games. That's kind of fun to do. We'll talk about that here in a bit. And then um, that's about it. Really just, just kind of going through it and, you know, being just trying to be and trying to do and trying to stay busy and active and healthy. So trying to be and trying to do. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'll get to my stuff. I'll get to my stuff really quick. I've got to write down some timestamps here because I've been forgetting every time. So I'm going to do it now. All right. So last week I said I would come back and I would report more on Star Wars Squadrons. I I I am sad to report that I did not play anymore because a game called Hades exists and every time I sat down to play Star Wars Squadrons, I sat down, I booted it up and I was like I could play this game or I could be playing Hades. And every time I opted just to go play more Hades, um because that game is really, really good, and it'll be game of the year. I am going to try this week to go play um, some more Squadrons. Devin, you're wrong. If you, well, you haven't you haven't played it as much as I have, so I encourage you to actually go give it a try. Oh. beat out Cyberpunk. Yes, I I will guarantee that. Have you Hades, not been on the internet? No, I ha- I have been on the internet, but not only that, <laughs> Devin. That Cyberpunk is going to come out this year. It is. 
Not not uh, only will it beat Cyberpunk as game of the year, it will also beat Last of Us 2 as game of the year. It'll also probably yeah. top um Animal Crossing. I don't know. There's a lot of Animal Crossing friends um um fans out there. The the reason why I think it will is because like Hades is such a like perfect packaged game. Like you talk about Cyberpunk, you talk about um Last of Us. I mean, these are big games like the last of us i don't know if it'll be i i think for the production value alone last of us 2 will definitely be in contention for game of the year but because of like how difficult it is to get through that story i don't think it'll win out i think cyberpunk will be in there also however i think cyberpunk is going to be too big for its own good i think it's going to run into that same thing like the assassin's creed games where they're very good games, but there's just too much in them for it to have like a decent story, if that makes any sense. I mean, Devin, does has there ever been an Assassin's Creed game that has won Game of the Year? Uh, I mean, Assassin's Creed Origins was my Game of the Year when it came out in 2017. Right. I don't think that's what it means. Um, but I mean, I don't, depends on what you're talking about. Like, it could be a website's Game of the Year. Like, which Game of the Year are we talking about? Like, Jeff Keighley's Game Awards Game of the Year. Which game? Where? Where are we getting this Game of the Year award from? Um, <laughs> there, from there's a lot of them from your <laughs> mom. Places. From your mom. Yeah. Well, she would not like any of the games. <laughs> so I'm just checking really quick to see if it because if I would I would assume that if it did win Game of the Year, it would have some accolades listed up here, but. Um, I don't even know. Did The Witcher three win Game of the Year? I'm guessing The Witcher had to have won Game of the Year. Witcher three wins Game of the Year. Did it? Um, uh, Game of the Awards. Yep. In twenty? No, that was Bloodborne in 2015. Hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> this is great radio. I could totally win over this. The like, Witcher wins overall Game of the Year 2015. <laughs> so they did win in 2015 from some website, but. I think, and because it is going to be very tough going up against Cyberpunk and The Last of Us, but I think, personally, that because of its its package the way it is, because of, like, it has a more, what's, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a more of a feel-good game than I think Cyberpunk and definitely The Last of Us 2 are, and I kind of think that that's something that most people need right now as we get to the tail end of 2020 with everything that's happened mm-hmm. this year, that I think it's definitely going to, um, I keep, like, I know how to talk. I really do. It's going to resonate. It's going to resonate For me, more. I think you're, you're too close to the project, right? Like you're, because you obviously, you like the game studio, right? They made it. And Hades is probably, a, I haven't played it. I take your word for it that it's a great game. But I think of like game of the years, like those games have market uh, saturation right or the market penetration they get out there and they're everywhere like i don't i don't see hades everywhere like uh, on sure when it first came out there's news for like a day and then when there's an early access there was news about it but it's not uh, as big of a game as like you talked about like the last of us 2 or cyberpunk those kind of games that i think have mass market appeal and something that sticks with people like i'm I don't even know how many copies Hades has sold. I mean, it is on almost every place. Like it's on, it, 
Where is it? It's on PC. It's, it's on in, Switch. It's on Steam, Epic, and Switch. But it also, I mean, I, I've seen articles for Hades every day on the major news websites. But but you are probably right. Like I am probably way too close to this um, because I love the studio and I have since Bastion. So you're probably right. I probably have like a no. I I definitely think that like on this one, especially. No, you're right. I, I'm too close to it because I've singing the I've been singing the praises <laughs> of the game for two years, right? Ever since it came into early access, I've been like, hey, you guys need to play this. It's an amazing game. It's been awesome. And I guess I just feel like a lot of validation now that like people have been getting their hands on it and they do see like how good the game is. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't wrong about this um, because there is that. Did thing you where... tell me what, what was the game of the year last year without looking at it? It was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Was it? I don't know. I yes. don't even know. I don't. Uh, pay attention. And from from what game of the year though? Where where did you get that from? That was from the Game Awards. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering, like I didn't remember it, so I'm like trying to think of like what does Game of the Year mean to people, like individuals. Um, I mean, we could probably get a poll of like 511 people to get you know like the total U.S. gamer market I and really just <laughs> that's like 511 people, right? That is a total you know validation of the entire United States gaming market. Yeah, so so to sum up my story, I did not play Squadrons anymore. I went back and played more Hades because I'm still working on cl- making all the clears with all the weapons and getting through there. I, I really encourage you guys to do that. I know it's hard to go back to those games right now because we all kind of have a backlog of things that we really want to get to, and that's just adding on to it, right? But also, like, when you consider Hades is only like 20 bucks and everything else is like 60 or $50, it's like the lowest barrier of entry for these awesome games. So it's like, hey, just go pick that thing up. All right. So that's Hades. Everyone should play. It's going to be my game of the year. And I predict it'll be game of the year this year. I'll put money on it. All right. I also... How much bought, money? Uh, 172,000 cents. Baldur's Gate... Ruples. Yeah. Baldur's <laughs> Gate 3 released in early access this week. And I'm really excited about this. Devin was also because we were playing Divinity Original Sin 2. Are, are a, we skipping to the news without Keanu? What's going on here? No, this is part of my this is part of my what I did this week. Oh, okay. So That's it really it released this week. Um we really enjoyed Divinity. Larian Studios does a great job with those games. So I was like, hey, no brainer, we're gonna pick up Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3 is only coming to early access right now. It is only like the first act of the game. They're saying it's about 20 hours. But with these games, you can always do way more than that because there's so many things that you can do. So at first I was kind of hesitant because it is early access and the game's not gonna be out for a while. But I was like, I have a little bit of money right now. I'll buy it now. I'll play through it. And I can just kind of slowly play through it. So I purchased the game. Attempted to boot it up. For about for about 30 minutes, I could not get the thing to actually boot correctly from my system for some reason. And I don't have any problems with any other games booting. But it would like load in the background. Crash to my desktop. The game would still be loading. I tried to tab over to it. I'd run it again. Then it was running two instances of the game at the same time. And after like 30 minutes, I kind of stopped and said to myself, like, why are you doing this? Like, the game isn't <laughs> going to be out for a couple of years. It's early access. I know it's early access. I know that there's going to be problems. It's like, why not use that money for something else that, you know, I could actually be using now? Because you know what? I don't need to be in early access right now. <laughs> Sorry, my camera's like really distracting me. There's an earthquake happening in the four corners. 
So instead of, and, and I had this, I had this moment of like, I need to play this because people are going to be talking about it. And then I was like, no, you don't like this game, like with divinity, that game came out in like 2015, maybe 2017, Devin. And you and I barely started playing it last year. And guess what? That game was still good in 2019 when we played it. And I don't feel mm-hmm. like I, like I lost anything playing it two years later. So it's like, I'll just come back to this when it's ready. I'll get my refund and I got my refund through steam and I feel better about it. And like, I don't have to, you know, pay $60 for something. I'll touch a couple times to be like, eh, I'll go back to that whenever it's time. So, yeah. So I felt really good about that. And I got my refund from Baldur's Gate three. So that's what I did. There you go. That's a good story, man. Yeah, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. So, <clears throat> all right. Shall we well, jump? Yeah. In? Cause what else are you going to do? I don't know. We can just like not stick we can, yeah, we could not stick to it, I guess. So, should we jump into the news yeah. then? Let's do it. Uh, I thought we were going faster. All right. I got to talk to you about something. All right, Keanu, thanks for bringing us in. Keanu is getting ready for his debut as a video game character in Cyberpunk 2077 that will be releasing next month. But first, Devin, do you want to talk to our listeners about the project that you're working on, or do you want to save that until for like a later time? That's true. Yeah, I mean, because uh, it's breaking news, right? I mean, it's not really, um, I guess, breaking news, but so Outriders changed their date, right? Um, it was supposed to be holiday 2020, but they have, I mean, it kind of leaked last week on Steam where the release date was going to be February 2nd, 2021. That got changed real quick. And then yesterday they did a little announcement for an announcement. <laughs> like, oh, look, tomorrow there will be, we will announce the release date. Um, and then early this morning, Microsoft, you know, changed the date to the same thing of February 2nd, 2021. And uh, then their video premiered live, and it was a good, it was a you know two and a half minute video. But it was funny because before their premiere actually went live, they had already posted the stuff on Twitter of the date change and stuff. So it's little little things are working out there. But uh, yeah, so Outriders got pushed back a little bit because they want to make sure all the testing and stuff goes through. And uh, based on their blog post, they said you know their testing team was hit the hardest. And it's been a lot harder to test the game than they anticipated due to coronavirus and not being at a studio together. So they want to be able to make sure that, you know, the game works great when it comes out. Um, but as far as project, that's one of the things I'm working on because I've been kind of following Outriders really since this E3. I mean, we saw it last E3 and I was like, oh, that'd be cool, you know, because I'd known people can fly from when they made Gears of War and they made Bulletstorm and... Uh, they used to be owned by Epic, but then they went independent. So um, they're really good at the, using the Unreal Engine. They're very proficient, and so they're putting that to good use. But I am working on Outriders content, and I'm going to – I mean, there's a lot of information out there to find, but I'm just going to start from the beginning, and you know, now I have some extra time to tell more stuff. Um, so I'm excited about that. But, yeah, that's my first video. should be up this next week. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, that'd be like the second week of October, full second full week, I should say. But, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to just go over that and just kind of give my opinions and really dig deep into that game and and the universe they're creating. So, 
Very cool. Um, one of the cool things that they announced with um, their stuff is that crossplay between every platform will be coming to Outriders. So um, we don't know exactly when it's coming to Stadia, but if you're playing on PC, you can play with someone on the PlayStation 4 who is someone on the Xbox Series X. It's going to be cross-platform for everything. And we can all hope mm-hmm. that everyone takes note and this is the standard for every single game going forward in the future. I know it won't happen right now, but we can all hope that this will be something that is standard for the future. Because that would be awesome. Can you imagine like us all actually being able to play together with other people? Like how awesome those like um shoot, what are they called when you get people in together into a matchmaking like all those lobbies? Like lobbies? matchmaking will be so much faster across everything. Everyone will just be able to play. There's no, hey, you know, where's this population over here? And it's a lesser population over there. Man, that would be awesome. I'm excited for Outriders just for that reason, because everyone's just going to be able to play. I think it's it's a big deal because a lot of games don't do it. I mean, there were stories today even of like Marvel's Avengers. The PC uh, population on Steam dropped below 1,000 players, so it's hard for matchmaking. But if it was cross-play, that's not an issue. Everybody's lumped into one large pool. And you can play the games. I mean, even Call of Duty is doing crossplay. You know, where you're playing against PC players, PlayStation players, Xbox players, and it's not a big deal. Um, I honestly think there's no excuse for. I mean, with a studio this size that's doing that for every platform for five, six, however many different platforms, you know, uh, that they're doing it for. When you have huge studios, like take, for example, um, Borderlands 3 that came out, that's still not cross-play, which is very frustrating. Like I bought it on PC because I didn't want to play it on the Xbox because I wanted a higher frame rate. Right. And But they're like, oh, well, that's not going to be coming out. The cross-play is not coming out until the version, the next-gen version of the game comes out. And then they'll add it in with a patch. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Almost a year later, it's taking that long for you guys to put in cross-play. And it's just really frustrating um, that more games don't do that right out of the gate. So I agree. Hopefully, it'll be something going forward. Mike, you want to take us to this next story about crossplay coming to Minecraft Dungeons? Yeah. So crossplay is coming to Minecraft Dungeons. All right. Next I'm story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll give you. So I'm excited for this because um, this will give me and my kiddos a chance to play um you know more of us together right because because we can play either two people on the xbox or um two people on my pc but now we'll all be able to jump on and and we'll be able to play together and like you said on the onset like it just makes sense right to the point where like console wars are great and there are people who are going to buy everything but but make it available. I mean, I think I think it's just super cool. It's super cool that it's coming to Dungeons. I've really enjoyed Dungeons. Um, I haven't played it a whole lot lately, but it's just fun. It's a simple game that you can jump into and just smash some stuff up and and shoot some things and and you know play with loadouts and things. So it's fun and it is coming to crossplay and it is exciting and and I'm excited for it. So very yeah, cool. They're supporting that game for a long time. They gave you a sneak peek of content coming next year and so yeah. it is fun my kids love to play it i enjoyed playing it i did it they didn't mention anything about cross save yet um 
because right now it's all device based. So right. I can be on the same account and on every device that I play, it's a different character, which is really frustrating. It's like, yeah. oh, I have to play on the exact same device. I mean, maybe it's not frustrating for people if they don't have more than one device that they're playing on, but I have two computers, three Xboxes, and so it's like if I'm not logged into that one specific device that I played that account with, then I have to start a whole different character or doesn't have the gear that I want, those kind of things. So it's a little frustrating. Well, it's super frustrating because it's yeah. like Microsoft. It's like you guys have yeah. things in place for things exactly like this <laughs> yeah, for, for this why don't you fix this yeah, yeah especially, <laughs> especially something for like like a minecraft ip is like why would you not do this anyway Devin, what about this hands-on preview for the playstation 5 what's that all about yeah so that kind of went uh went out a couple of days ago really i mean i mean well, they did a little different than Microsoft. Microsoft sent the consoles to reviewers all over the world, you know, to check it out. And they're still doing all kinds of different things. They have different re- preview embargoes uh, and NDAs for specific things. But PlayStation did uh, an event over in Japan where they invited YouTubers uh, to a controlled environment where they could get hands-on with the PlayStation 5. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess one of the biggest things that I really took from it was the SSD size versus, you know, because that's a big thing with the SSDs and how much they can actually hold. And, yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, I don't know, it's 664 gigs remaining <laughs> on the PlayStation 5 and 802 on, on on the Xbox. I mean, we kind of talked about that a little bit last week. but And today, I don't even know if we put that on our notes, but they did, they finally released the break the breakdown of the PlayStation five and, and show that. Yeah. Tear down. Um, and so you got to take it apart a little bit to put that expandable hard drive in there. Um, I don't know. People are kind of making fun of that on Twitter. They haven't like comparisons, like how to put expandable storage into your next gen console. Same kind of, you know, it's the same kind of thing like re- role reversal versus like how to share games with your friends from the PlayStation. It's like, I could just stick this in the back of the Xbox or, have to take the top off. Have to unscrew a thing. Put careful, it in there. Screw in another careful thing. Sticking, careful back, sticking things in the back, back of the Xbox. Okay. And careful so. taking tops off because that <laughs> creates issues. Just leave so. it all open. All right. Get uh, it there. No, I, I think uh, I definitely think they need more hands-on stuff, and and everybody wants more information about these consoles, right? They're a little over a month away, and we have a lot of information for Xbox. We're getting more information for the PlayStation, and it's exciting. It's always exciting around a new console launch. So Yeah. So one of the interesting things when we're talking about the PlayStation 5 teardown, the PlayStation 5 is massive. Like, when they were taking that thing apart, like, and, and this is easy to compare and contrast to the Series X, which is just a big monolith, like a little mini fridge. It's a rectangle. It comes apart. It's super compact, and it's built that way. The PlayStation 5 is not. It's very large. It's very spread out. It has a very massive heat sink. But it just seems like when they were taking that thing apart that there is so much wasted space inside the PlayStation 5. It looks like it definitely does not need to be as big as it is. And I am not an engineer. I don't understand thermal dynamics and heat um, distribution in these things. But it's huge. Like... Even like the yep. PCB board, the motherboard of the PlayStation 5 is massive. 
Like we have motherboards and PCs that are way smaller than this. Like I don't know, I don't understand why it needs to be so large. But even like when they were taking apart the Blu-ray drive, there's a shroud that goes over the Blu-ray drive, and it seems like like 30% of that shroud is just open space that doesn't need to be yeah. there. I was like, Which, what is that weird? Why does it look so weird, that that huge device? But it, it is weird. I do like, however, I really like the idea of custom side panels being made by third parties or even by Sony and all these other game developers. Because that is one thing I have always, always wanted. I want to be able to change the look of my um, Xbox One X. I want to be able mm-hmm. to take the cover off. And if I feel like, hey, I'm going to represent Halo today, I want to put the Halo cover on. Or I want to put the Gears of War cover on. Or I want to put the Hades cover on if that game ever comes to Xbox. I would like an easy way to do that. And there has never, with any console, been an easy way to do that. Even opening up the Xbox One X, I think is a pain to open. Like, it's difficult to get into. It's, like, I don't like doing it even when I clean these things out. It's difficult to do. So being able to just pull off the side panels, swap them out, replace them, leave them off if you want to, I guess. I think it looks worse with them off, personally. Like, there there will be third-party companies that make custom side panels, and it'll change the way that the console looks. There will be companies that are like, hey, guess what? You wanted a square rectangle? With these side panels, your PlayStation 5 will be a square rectangle. And I'm excited for that kind of stuff. We'll see. It it's might take off. Of, it didn't work so well with the 360 face faceplate, right? So I mean, they had it there for a while, but you know, people just really didn't buy that many of them. So it just kind of went away, and they stopped doing it because it was, you know, not many people do it. I mean, you could still buy wraps for your consoles, uh, for current gen consoles right now, if you want to change the wrap and the look of it, but. I don't know, maybe because it's Sony, it'll take off and, you know, because the internet loves Sony and I don't know. Well, I mean, like the the faceplates have their issue because they don't, like if you get a black faceplate for your white 360, I mean, it doesn't mesh at all, right? I mean, you have, you would want to change the entire thing and doing the vinyls, like the vinyls, you have to apply them yourself. They're bubbles. You, you have to take them off and you have to fight with adhesive. Like this is an easy way to change the look of your PlayStation five. If that's what someone wants to do. And with the advent of like, everyone has a 3d printer, people will be printing their own side panels. So there'll be a lot of cool looking PlayStation fives out there and they'll, they'll all be custom, but they'll be pretty cool looking. But other than that, it's a big, massive machine, and I don't know why it needs to be that big. Like, even taking it apart, they, like, had so many little extra pieces that they had to take apart. There's a lot of stuff. And you're like, just, like, look, like, it's just a box. Like, look at the GameCube. The GameCube did it. They fit it all in a tiny little thing. All right. Um, with that said, I would like to continue talking about PlayStation 5 because there was an event this Sunday at 3 o'clock in the morning our time that, for some reason, I was up for. Because a lot, a, a lot of, I can't talk right now. So a lot of Japanese YouTubers got access to the PlayStation 5. So they started showing off Astro's Playroom, the game that comes preloaded on every PlayStation 5 that you'll want to quickly delete so that you can free up some of that space. They got to play that. They got to play Godfall and some other games that I were not, I was not interested in. So I woke up, watched about 10 different Japanese YouTubers play Godfall. Um, to varying success um, of these players. Like, you can tell, like, some people just have never really played with a controller before. 
like I imagine a lot of people that stream are like keyboard and mouse um, YouTubers, right? So when people get a controller in their hands and they never use the right analog stick to like control their um, their camera, it's like really weird. So we got a we got a lot of news from Godfall. We finally got to see the UI for the first time, and this is one of those things that as I've been talking about it in the videos that I've been putting out, we kind of like built this thing up, like show us the UI, show us the UI, almost as proof that if a UI exists, then this is a real game. And then they showed off the UI. And it did what a UI needs to do. It needs to be out of the way to where you get the information that you need. Otherwise, it's like down in the corner and you don't really see it. So we got the UI. It's a nice, clean, functional UI. It's not messy. It's not loud and in your face. So we got that. We got to see the last two Valor plates. So we have all 12 of them accounted for. We don't know the names of all 12 of them. But we've, we've been able to see all 12 different Valor plates. And they all look really cool. I mean, this is one of those things that... Of the 12 Valor Plates, they're very much like the Marvel movies. There's not a bad Marvel movie, but there are some Marvel movies that are better than others. But none of them are outright bad, right? So that's very similar to what the Valor Plates are. They all look really cool. Uh, is there a Valor Plate that you don't like or one that you like more? Devin? No, I was just talking about bad Marvel movies. I don't know. Is there a Marvel <laughs> movie that you don't like or one that you like more? I did not like Logan, um, the last Wolverine movie. Oh, really? So. Iron Man 2 is skippable. It's skippable. Well, I guess that one's kind of bad. So anyway, we'll, we'll not talk about that. Um, so we did get to see some of the menus. And, I mean, the menu is taking a lot of inspiration from Destiny. Um, just, like, I mean, yeah, they're taking a lot of inspiration from Destiny. It's minimalist. It's easy to use. It's clear. All the information is up right there. Um, it's even, I guess it's more simple than Destiny, because when you open Destiny now, there's a lot of stuff happening in the Destiny menus. There's so many layers of UI and stuff it's, in Destinies. that because you're not caught up. You gotta do stuff in that game to get them to empty. No, I have no idea what to even do or what menu to start on. So we got to see the menu. Um, it's complicated. Yeah, the YouTubers, complicated. the YouTubers definitely, um, showed off different things that I kind of wasn't expecting, um, some of them showed off like story content. Some of them did not. Some of them went into the menu. Some of them did not. I'm not sure why. I don't know who was curating that stuff, but we got to see more gameplay. The game looks really, really nice. It looks beautiful. Like the character models are crisp and clean. Um, and then more for more for Godfall, we actually got two Game Byte articles. Game Byte is a video game website. It's GameByte.com. Uh, Lara Jackson was the author of these articles. She got to interview Dick Haney, who is the technical director of Godfall. And we got to learn more about Endgame. And Devin and Mike, this is something I think you guys will like. I'll just kind of lay out what their Endgame is like. They have something called the Tower of Trials that can play, be played solo or co-op. You will be able to change difficulties. So the Tower of Trials, you from what, it, from what I gathered, then this could be wrong is that you kind of start off very much like a Diablo rift, where do you remember when we were playing Diablo 3 for a long time, you would go into this first level, and depending on how far you went, you would get a key based on how, the progress that you made, right? So this was mm -hmm. its yeah. way of saying like, all right, you don't have to start from level one all the time. You can, if you have good enough gear, you can kind of jump to level 24 and start from there. So you grab keys and then you enter this tower, and this tower does something like I'm super excited about. Each level you go up and you clear out the enemies on a level, 
you are given two options. Um, there might be more, but you're given options based on these two doors. So there will be two doors on this level of the tower. And depending on what door you go through, you will be selecting traits and bonuses for that run. So it is going to be a rogue-like ascension up this tower. So, for example, if there is a trait that says, hey, if you take this trait, you will get this much more like um, cooldown reduction. Or this trait will give you this much more health. You can kind of pick which path you want to go on that run of that tower. So every subs subsequent run will be a little bit different depending on what you want to do. And if that sounds familiar to a lot of people, it's because that's what Haiti does now with its boon system. Every level, <laughs> you get to pick a boon from your gods. And depending on what you want to try, you get to make that choice and then move on. Like, laying that out, does that sound interesting to you guys at all? Um, I mean, it sounds like something you can do that's re replayable, right? That's one of the main things of more i mean it's it's not is it supposed to be games as a service is it going to be this is their expandable content is this so this is one of those things that's kind of has some discussion around it because the game is only always online you have to have an online connection if you're mm -hmm. playing solo on playstation 5 you don't have to have ps plus but if you are playing online you do they keep saying that this is not a games as a service but there will be updates in the future via dlc so it's like an is and it isn't situation. What one is it? It is and it isn't. All right. Um, no, I think it'll be interesting. You know, um, obviously I'm going to play on the PC, so we'll see how that goes. But um, yeah, I mean, in-game content is always good because you want to be able to progress through the story and then get to that really difficult uh, content that brings you that you know thrill of being able to complete it and beat it and i guess we'll really see how it plays with the three of us right you know doing co-op and um yeah mike's gonna have to wake up at 4 30 in the morning to play with us and i will ice breath your face off. so one of the things mike <laughs> that i really liked about this is because this is one of the exact things that we gave feedback on when we were talking about Anthem, like some sort of mode like this that would help with end game content because that game had very little end game content. But this is like something that we had talked about a bunch that, hey, like a system like this would work perfect in Anthem. And to hear that it's in Godfall, it kind of makes me excited. I don't know if I don't know if Godfall is on your radar or if it's put or if this puts it more on your radar. So things I mean, so like Devin said, Definitely the replayability is gonna be awesome. Um and and something to to go for. So yeah, this this is a great this is this is promising, I should say. This is a promising thing to have in a game, a mode that kinda of helps you keep going after all the end game stuff um is done. So so yeah, this is exciting. This this should be exciting and, and if it and it it'll work, hopefully it works. Hopefully it gives everybody what what they want out of it, so that so that it can keep going, right? So yeah, I'm excited for it. That that's that's a cool that's a cool thing. So also there they talked about there are 120 unique weapons in the game. 
and all the weapons are named all the weapon have lore, all the weapons have lore attached to them but so that 120 that includes like their common uncommon legendary variations right. of that also and they have like upgrade right. they talked a little bit more about like the skills and stuff but if you want that like you can go to the godfall 101 videos we don't have to like rehash it all here but um yeah um we're actually starting to learn things about the game even though the game's only like 35 days away so it's kind of exciting that we're getting that information i wish we got it sooner but it's here now so what can you do hey yep. you get it now Mike, do you want to talk? Do you want to talk to us about World of Warcraft delays? Um, yeah, I do actually. Um, so World of Warcraft, um, in an official message today, executive. It wasn't today. Producer, it was. Um, I think it was on last Friday. It was last week where they announced like, it. Yeah, it's like it's like ten one. So yeah, so that was kind of a while ago. So I, yeah. I misspoke. I apologize. So World of Warcraft Shadowlands is delayed. And and when is it delayed to? No one really knows yet. But the the expected release is sometime this year, um, which is which is nice. But then I almost get to I almost get to feeling like like everybody's kind of giving. I I should say I'm going to back up. I have given lots of lots of companies kind of a pass on this year and their release dates because everything seems like it's being pushed back and pushed back and pushed back for, for reasons that, you know, are very obvious or, you know, that like, yeah, of course it's pushed back. People can't work. People that we've talked to on the show who are working from home, you know, are, I mean, stuff is being pushed back. So logistically it's tough to do. And, and so when, when I get messages, when I hear news like this, that stuff is being pushed back, I'm not surprised. Um, It kind of stinks for the people who rely on it to pay the bills and and my heart goes out to them um but but yeah it's it's almost it's almost like yeah i mean it's delayed so wait for the next thing and then when the next thing gets delayed um which is kind of why i I tease and jest that you know that cyberpunk isn't going to come out this year even though it's supposed to right it just seems like everything's getting pushed back and that's just kind of the way of it we can't really do anything about it we can just say okay but but de- there are definitely people who are who dislike that. But I mean, what can you do, right? So, I mean, so no. yeah. So sorry, everybody who plays World of Warcraft. It's it's been delayed. And Devin, sorry I know you. Devin, I know you were playing for a while. Have you like dropped off completely and just kind of like never going back to WoW? Yeah, no. I mean, <clears throat> I was playing with a couple buddies from work, and it's fine to play, but there's so many buttons that you have to push everything else <laughs> um it's like you gotta go this road and you got another row of that one and all these things and it's like i need to know like 40 different buttons of what to do when to do it and the problem is is like when you're playing with people who have played it for forever it's easy for them to just burn through older content that you have no idea and so i was playing with them but just like skipping content after content skipping the story and so like there was no uh, connection for me to the game at all. It's just like, oh, I'm just burning to level and not having any kind of connection with this game whatsoever. And so I was just like, I just don't want to pay $15 a month to play it when I'm just going to burn through it and it's not enjoyable. I mean, I had a good time playing with them, but I wasn't really enjoying the game like by myself, you know, when you can go through the content and those kind of things. Um because I, I go th- would go through it at a different pace because it's my first time 
trying to go through stuff. So I got to figure things out. And they're just like a thousand steps ahead, yeah. you know, type of thing. So you don't have to read that. We go here and we kill this thing. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And it, and it wasn't very enjoyable that way. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really play it. Uh, also, I really just want to use a controller because that's what I mainly play games with. And if your game is too complicated to play with a the controller, then I probably don't want to play it. So, <laughs> I would assume if yeah, Elder Scrolls... Those are shots fired, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd assume if Elder Scrolls Online could figure it out, like a company like Blizzard could figure it out. They do have... I mean, there has been talks that they, they did recently uh, create a controller scheme to play the game with. Um because there's been rumors for a long time that World of Warcraft was coming to consoles. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. But, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to start all the way over. Steven can't play it, though. Um, so, that's a rule no. that I've heard. Because um, that's a rule that you've made. Uh, divorce <laughs> no, no, is a, no, no. Divorce is a thing, so I probably shouldn't <laughs> play it. So, I got really, really addicted to World of Warcraft um, for a really long time. So, in 2004, after I came back from Argentina, I started playing. No, I came back in 2006. The game released in 2004. So, I mean, I got, like, into it, like, deep into it to the point where, you know how, Mike, when, like, you're thinking about Destiny and you just, like, go on to see if your weapons are still in the vault? Like, Warcraft had a way of, like, getting its hooks into you to where you're like, all right, I got to go check the auction house. I got to go check this. What if I do this one last thing? What if I just go over here and get this one more bar? Because there's so many things to do in that game, and it makes it easy. Huh. It's like, and and really, like, I, I had to stop myself because I recognized in myself that it was, like, being very self-destructive to me and, like, even, like, how I performed at work. Because of how much sleep, I didn't, I didn't how much sleep I lost. You. This is interesting. You don't know I have an addictive personality. You didn't know that about me. Um, no, I, I didn't know. I didn't know World of Warcraft was one of your addictions. That's that's wow. Yeah. Huh. So after Burning Crusade came out, I had to put a kibosh on it because yeah, it was getting really really bad. So I stopped myself from playing it, and I set a rule for myself to never play this game again. So, Devin, is it true you? Like, Quit like whole cold turkey. I'm not whole turkey. I've quit whole turkey. Yeah, <laughs> you quit t- cold turkey. Like never going back. It's it's tough. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever go back. The problem is if I like I can't go back now. Like the game looks so old now. Like it looks nicer than it did back then. But the, it's an old game. Like the game came out in 2004. It's an old looking game. They are doing some updates to it, but like I don't know. Like the it's old. The old guard from Blizzard, most of those people have moved on. I know that there's still a lot of great talent that works at Blizzard, but I don't. Blizzard is definitely not the same Blizzard that made Warcraft 3. They're not the same Blizzard that made Orcs and Humans or Warcraft 2. Those games that I grew up loving, like, it's just not there anymore. Um, yeah. And, and that's fine. Like, people. All those people have gone on to make new studios. We talked about Mike Morheim going and making two new studios. Ben Brode from the Hearthstone team went on to Second Dinner. Um, a lot of there's another studio, Devin. What's the name of it? It's like um, shoot, what the crap is? It's like Campfire or something. But yeah, they they left a long time ago, and they I don't know when they're ever going to put out a game. But yeah, I it's like going back and playing like uh, mass effect one. It's like, I can't even look at it. It's like, yep. Uh, there's well, other games. It's better I to leave that stuff in the memory, right? So just leave it. Yeah. I mean, leave it's it on like, the bank. It's leave like it when we, road. it's like when we talk about watching beast wars, 
Like in my mind, Beast oh, Wars yeah. is a way better cartoon. Um, because my the, 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 were if you went back and watched it, and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, because my eleven <laughs> my eleven year old mind was much dumber than it is now. I mean, I'm still dumb, but it's better to just have like that filter of nostalgia that makes that cartoon look way better than it actually is. I mean, if you go back and look at it, like the ground is all just one flat texture. The entirety of the earth is one flat <laughs> texture. And that's all they could do back then. I mean, that's what they had to work with and that's what they did. And I like story-wise, I still love that show. I think it's an awesome show to have as like, hey, that was something that I really really enjoyed. Is it awesome? No. Do I want them to remake it? Like maybe, like if they can make it cool, that's fine. It won't ruin my memories of it. I'll still have the old show. So yeah, so I can't go back. Um, Devin, you that's, are an interesting. Yeah, Devin, you're an Xbox ambassador. You put a bunch of Xbox stats in here. I noticed you didn't put any PlayStation Five stats on the sheet um, today. Do you want to uh, hit us with these next uh, record, the record year for Xbox Game Studios? Yeah, man. I mean, I follow Xbox. I don't really follow PlayStation stuff, so uh, I don't really know their stats. So <laughs> now this was just like from an article they put out uh, late last week or early this week um every day is kind of melting together for me uh, <laughs> with work and everything else that's going on but no they they talked about this year and what's happened so far for xbox uh they said 15 xbox game studios games have launched to date this year uh 10 of which were brand new titles so that's pretty cool they had 1.66 billion hours played just from those titles of so first party titles it's the most ever from Xbox Game Studio titles, so that is a lot of stuff. Um, they released a new Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's been a pretty big hit. It's been uh, X, you know, Xbox and Microsoft, uh, you know, franchise since nineteen ninety something or not nineteen ninety. What they say? Oh, they scored Metacritic of ninety two, but it's been their longest running franchise. It's been on. Shoot, it was it's on been out for forever. Yeah, it was like on DOS systems a long time ago. When we only had so, green screens. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. But they had a lot of cool stuff. They they just mentioned different things. And obviously, you know, they added to the studios. And now they have 23 plus. Well, they have 23 studios with multiple teams within those, you know, studios. Uh, like we were talking about Minecraft earlier. And they have five studios that work on Minecraft for Mojang. Mojang or however you say it. Mojang. That's cool. Mojang. And uh, and they're not even none of them are actually even working on Minecraft Dungeons. That's a whole different studio. Um, they have a team that works, you know, with the developers to do that kind of stuff, just like they did with the other Minecraft games that weren't actually Minecraft. But um, so it's like, wow, that's that's kind of crazy. Like, what are they making, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, so the future for Xbox is pretty exciting. And the future for PlayStation is exciting. Um, lots of great games coming out. It's a good time to be a gamer. So, I agree. Um, speaking of a good time to be a gamer, there was a good time to be a gamer a couple of years ago. Mike, you want to tell us about Need for Speed Hot Pursuit? So, if you all remember, um, that Need for Speed Hot Pursuit was a super super fun game, right? So, and and just like everything that is coming out now, it is being remastered. Dun dun dun. And yeah, yeah. the, yeah, remastered is always awesome, right? Well, except for 
some things that get remastered that shouldn't be. But anyway, so Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is being remastered, and it is coming out November 6th. And that's like right around the corner, right? Yeah. It's like right around the corner. Um, so the original um, Cops vs. Racers game came out in 2010. You guys remember what you were doing in 2010? Yeah. So the we were working together and playing video <laughs> games. Oh, that's awesome. We were playing Need for <laughs> so, Speed Hot so, Pursuit. <laughs> Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. <laughs> we so were. so kind of the, the thing that we've been talking about recently, you know, with our whole Beast Wars and our nostalgia kick, is that is that when you think back to those things, everything looks like it did for that era, right? Um so so the big thing in this one is the the first thing that you're gonna see is that is that there's a huge visual upgrade that takes advantage of current day hardware, which which should, um, and the game will support cross-platform multiplayer, meaning you can play with your friends no matter what system they're on. I think more and more people are understanding that that people who want to play games want to play games with people regardless of where they play them, right? So so hopefully, like we said, more pe- more studios are jumping on this and saying, you know what? Let's let's just create games, right? We'll we'll let the console wars just kind of end. We'll upgrade our systems as it comes. People will still pick one over the other because that's what people do, and that's okay. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so, and then we get into the tech specs that that Devin likes to hear about. So the game will run in at 1080p at 30 fps, um, and that's on the Xbox One and the Switch and the PlayStation Four. The PlayStation 4 Pro and Xbox One players can actually pick between two different performance modes. They can pick between 1080p at 60 FPS or a 4K 30 FPS fidelity mode. Okay, On PC, you can play at 4K um, at a maximum of 60 feet per second. And and I've always wondered on why they limit Frames your per feet second. per second to 60. No, that means feet, feet per second. Per second. <laughs> <laughs> um so the frame rate so 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 again um just the tech specs that Devin likes to talk about and hear about but the game's it's coming out it's going to be remastered um grab your buddies and and you know kick yourself back to 2010 you can listen to Enya on the radio I'm, I'm not sure who was big at in 2010 but you can play Need for Speed Hot Pursuit so pretty cool yeah, yeah. I'm getting it on PC so, oh, I there you go. I think Need for Speed Hot Pursuit was probably the most fun racing game I've played in a really long time. I really like Forza. Forza is a gorgeous looking game. But Need for Speed Hot Pursuit had like the arcade um gameplay like mm-hmm. down like they had it down and it was really fun. Like the nice thing about that game is like the leaderboards, like Devin and I were working together and this is, this is probably the, probably more of like, we talked about it all the time and we like bugged each other about our high scores. So that's probably why we liked it so much. Like I probably wouldn't have given it, you know, two thoughts if we didn't have that back and forth between the two of us. Right. It probably wouldn't have even been a game that I played, but in Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, there were a bunch of challenges. Like, hey, how fast can you take down this car? So we were actually, like, we were doing a lot of these just saying, hey, you see the leaderboards? You see the update going back and forth? Like, there was, yeah, there was one time where Devin, for some reason, the car that you were chasing bugged out. 
and it like didn't even go. So you were able to get that thing in ten seconds. I think you remember incorrectly because I remember that about you, <laughs> not um, me. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't me because I I remember I I have a good memory. You guys, your guys' memories aren't very good. Um, so like it was just that back and forth of being able to say, hey, I got this, I got this. You know, it it was very similar to how like couch co op was back in the day, like playing with someone right there. Like we don't get that anymore. I don't even know the last time I've looked on a leaderboard to see like where you guys are at and if I need to beat you in a leaderboard. Like I kind of miss that. I because I liked that back and forth, but also it's like you've got to spend a lot of time like mastering those courses to get good in order to do that. And I'm like, I could either do that or I could be playing Hades. That's a Hades callback. But I'm I'm actually kind of <laughs> excited. Play more games, Stephen. <laughs> Broaden your horizon. It's true. I I should go play some more Halo. But I'm actually excited. Yeah. I I don't I don't There's know if I'm excited for this. Games. Um, I I guess I don't have to be excited for it because I'm guessing uh, Andrew Wilson will probably send me a personalized copy of this that I can play um to try out. But we'll we'll have to see. So I'm excited that Devin, you will be able to play Need for Speed Hot Pursuit again. You know, it'd be cool if those old leaderboards were still up. You know what I should do? Because I have my 360 and I still have my copy. I should hook it up and see if the leaderboards are still there. See if it's there. I think I will do that. I will do that tomorrow. I will get a, I will get a hole. I will go down to my basement, get my 360 out, hook it up, and see if those leaderboards are still there. And we'll see how many of them are I'm winning and how many of them you are winning on. So that'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a trip down memory lane. All right. Another thing that we it have. boots up. Oh, it will. I mean, it's like, I mean, why wouldn't it boot up? It's a, it's a 360. Those things always boot up. Man, if it if that button turns red, I'll be so upset. So, <laughs> so just really it's a quick. Ring, yeah. Well, it's not a ring anymore on the new ones, remember? It's just the button. They got oh, rid of the yeah. um they got rid of the stuff around them. And I have the I forget which one it is. It's like it wasn't the slim, it was the one after the slim. But it was the one before they made them look like the Xbox One. You guys remember that? Like, Mike, you had one. You had a 360 that looked like an Xbox One. That was a weird thing yep, that I they were do. doing then. You still have it? I like still do your, have. your older brother didn't sell it for some reason without telling you? No, he didn't. I actually have two of those. I have I have the very I have the very last two of the very last generation of 360s that looked like the very first generation of the One X. Why do you have two of them? So, don't ask questions. This is I'm not on trial here. I'm I'm not saying you're on trial. I'm just curious why you have two of them. How'd you end up with two of them? I I just do. Oh, um, I remember why you have two of them. So my second question, now that I remember why you have two of them, is like, <laughs> why do you not have them set up so your kids can play Minecraft with each other? Because they're 360s. That's old school tech, man. You don't do the you don't do the last trick. You do the new trick. But it's like <laughs> Minecraft. Minecraft runs on everything. You could just have them like dedicated Minecraft boxes. Because because it's it's not enough just to have a 360. You have to have something to play it on, right? There wow. has to be a visual component to this. And and if I were to do that, um, because of the issues that that arise with virtual learning in our house, anyway. Um, I would be sleeping outside or underwater with the fishes. My wife would see to that. The CFO um, would not be down with that transaction, huh? The, C- the CFO did not approve my latest expense report, so I am not allowed. Oh, speaking of, of that, speaking so. of expense report, you didn't tell the people what you managed to snag in these last couple of days. 
Uh, for, our, for our auto <laughs> listeners, Michael's brain is smoking right now, and he has this confusion. <laughs> I've got a really dumb look on my face. Um, what are we talking about? I'll tell the story. Oh, okay. Sorry, Steve. I uh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about it because I knew you, I knew you. You still haven't had any luck getting one. So I'm not trying um, to get one. Oh, well. See, that makes my story less exciting. Um. So Steven doesn't care about next gen consoles. He doesn't. He's weird like that. He's like, I'm so I want to play on Atari. I'm already He's in like, next gen. I want gen. a Commodore 64. I was able to, and I and I hope you all get the chance to do this too. But I was able to snag a pre-order of an Xbox One S. No. Series, Xbox Series S. All right, Grandma, you're confusing names, everyone. With man, names, names are, are the worst. What's Xbox right? like? <laughs> some, some Xbox exec was like, no, this is a good name. This is a really good name. Anyway. Which phone do I buy this year? <laughs> um, so it was funny because Devin kept texting us. Devin would text us, hey, Target has them on, on um, pre-order. And I would jump to it, and then pre-orders would be sold out. You know, that would happen a couple, three days in a row. Hey, they're they're open now, and it would happen at different times of the day. And Devin is pretty good at checking that stuff, so he would check in and let Stephen and I know. Um, and then Devin quit; he gave up. He uh, he was like, "Fine, they're not going to get one. Maybe I'm jinxing it all." And so I just happened to to look at my phone and like, "Hey, let me just check it. Why not?" Right? Because I got because that was like a game in and of itself. You know, trying to go to the next level. Um, so I was able to get one long story short. I was able to get one. Um, it should be here. Although I did get kind of nervous. I saw a blog post saying, or not a blog post, a news story saying that a bunch of, a bunch of stores weren't honoring pre-orders and I'm like, Oh, that's going to stink. Um, but yeah, so I got one pre-ordered and it's going to be here and I'm excited. I'm going to play on it and have fun. And that's my story. Did you Sorry, remember... Steve, it wasn't as dynamic as you probably thought it was going to be, but... No, that was fine. That was perfect. Did you remember to pre-order the um, power brick for it that you had to get separate? There's no power brick. <laughs> no, they, they did ask... They did remind me, though, that, that this one is official because it comes with the Kinect. So I'm excited. I'm excited right. for the Kinect to come back. I really enjoy the Kinect. Version 2 right? Kinect. So... That's pretty exciting. So there, yeah. were, there were... We had a couple people in our Discord that also had um confirmations that were later canceled so hopefully yours was not hopefully that's something that comes through that's exciting getting new tech is exciting whether it's the playstation 5 the series x or the series s like i'm happy for everyone that was able to secure one of those because that's pretty cool i'm excited for you guys i'm not i'm already in next gen like i've been living in next gen for like years now so like when you guys catch up to me um you guys can come hang out at my barbecue at the next gen barbecue so devin You put something in here about xCloud. You had some interesting questions about xCloud. You want to dive into xCloud? I mean, I didn't have interesting questions. But no, this was brought up, uh, you know, on Twitter. And Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, um, answers questions that people ask him on Twitter. And basically it was brought up. It's like, why doesn't uh, Xbox Game Pass have a streaming to console and PC for game demos, right? So you want to check out a new game before you play it? Why not use xCloud for that, right? So you can play it, you stream it, you play it. Do I like it? Yes, sure, I'll buy it and download it. Um, Phil Spencer said, yes, we want to do this. It's in a long list of cool things. The xCloud team is working on just a bit further down the list. Uh, but we want a console and PC players to be able to browse as easily as mobile players. It's it's a good Game Pass feature, right? 
Uh, would that interest you guys being able to stream a game beforehand to test it out and decide if you want to buy it? Stream it to our consoles or stream it to our phones? To your console or PC. Mike, I'll let you answer first. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it, it's a sound idea in theory, right? You're like, yeah, I definitely want to do that. I'd like to try things out before I play it. Um, but then when you get into the fine print, you're like, well, what does that mean? Do I get to try it out before I play it? Like, do they give me in a 60-hour game, do I get the first six hours um, in a in a, an um, online live service game? Do I get the first two levels? You know, so so there's definitely some things there because because you can start a game and and realize that this isn't something you want to play, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to get deep into that to figure that out. Um, but it but it also almost feels like Devin that 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 kind of exists anyway with um, with Game Pass, right? Because yeah, I mean you could do that with Game Pass. I have a pretty, well, because I have a pretty hardcore example of this because um, my boys were able to they played uh, Lego Worlds um, and it was on Game Pass, right? And they played it and played it and they loved it and loved it. And and then one day when we when we they we went to go play, it was gone. Right. And I'm like, oh, this game is gone. What happened? You know, let's find it, boys. What'd you do? What'd you, did you race it? Whatever. Um, long story short, it left Game Pass and was now only available in the buy option. Right. And so and so that is how I have a purchased copy of Lego Worlds, because we tried it on Game Pass and the boys liked it. Um, side note, they haven't played it since Got him. Then, um, now that I now that I say that, huh, interesting. interesting. I might have to have them play that game tomorrow just so I can say yeah, that they still play it. Hey. <laughs> right? I bought this for you guys to play. Now I think the only Boy, difference is, right, with uh, XCloud, you don't have to download it. It's just you're streaming it and you're playing it, and then you can decide, yeah, if you want to download it or not. Um, XCloud is definitely a great place. You know, there's not a. I think demos are kind of. They still have them, right? There's still demos of games, but they're not as prolific or pro- prolific as they used to be. Like every game came out and had a demo. You used to get demos of games in magazines. You know, it's like some magazine that kind of stuff. Just doesn't, you know, it's not really a big thing right now. And it, like you said, it's hard with live service games and all these huger games. That it's like, how huger? do you huger you games know, give them only a certain amount to play in a demo? So it's definitely difficult. Um, to do, but I think it's a good idea and to allow people to test them out. Um, I think just having more games in xCloud is a great idea. And I just really want it to be on PC already so that I can <laughs> stream games on my PC if I want. But I think yeah. one of the things that while we're talking about this and use cases that, you know, that, that we haven't brought up yet would be something like an E3 week. During E3 week, these games you can just stream and you have them for like two hours. Like, go test these games that are on the show floor. If you cannot be at E3 in person, you can still get the experience from home. Like, that's a use case that I think would be really cool. Yeah, And they just limit to you, hey, you get to try this for an hour, right? And that would be fine. Beta testing for games. Like, if you, hey, we're having a Halo Infinite beta test this weekend. You don't have to download the game. You don't have to, you know, have that bandwidth. I mean, you're still going to have some stuff because you're streaming it. But then you just play test the game there, log in, play test it, 
do your Halo Infinite and get out. I mean, there's other things that they could do there. Like, and those are just a couple ideas off the top of my head that they could utilize like a streaming service. And then someone doesn't have to feel bad. Well, I got to clear out my storage. I got to get ready for this, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that they can do with xCloud. Um, and you know what? The Xbox team has at least been thinking about thinking outside of the box recently. I hope that they, you know, continue to do that. I hope PlayStation continues to work on their cloud gaming service and whatever that means for them on their side. Because there are some cool things that they could do. Like, I don't know what they are right now, but I'm sure someone smarter than me <laughs> could, like, figure it out. But... All right. You know what? You know what else has a problem is the Xbox has a heating problem. Turns out the Xbox Series X gets really hot and it puts heat out. And there have been reports. Now, I'm going to the Freelancer Codex um, has had some past issues with certain game journalists and certain game outlets. Um, So I'm going to read this article or just a little blurb from it. Take it what you will. Knowing that we know that as PC players, um, electrical components, when they run for a long time, put out some heat. That's why we liquid cool them. That's why we have 14 fans in our PC towers in order to keep these things cool so they do not overheat and they do not melt and they do not break. So from this is from GameRant.com. In a little over a month's time, the Xbox Series X will hit store shelves as the most powerful video game console on the market. And apparently, the kind of power is going to make the Xbox Series X generate significant heat. Significant is their word, not mine. New reports from journalists who have been able to go hands-on with an Xbox Series X indicate that the console gives off a lot of heat. Um, I'm going to put gives off a lot of heat in air quotes. Though it may not necessarily be as big as a problem as it may seem on the surface. These are reports that have been going around the internet. A couple of people, I think um, the Beastcast, Jeff Bacalar, he got one and um, had mentioned that the SSD, after pulling out the SSD out of the back of the box after it had been running for a while, was hot. Um, as someone who uses USB drives a lot in my form in my field of work, um, I have burned my hand a few times on SSDs when I'm running information off of them. Especially because SS or USB drives are very small. They like to keep them small. So there's no like heat dissipation. But when you have a USB that is being having information pulled off of it. Plus the heat of the laptop. Like those things get hot. Um, I'm going to guess that this is a non-issue. Like I yeah. think. Hey Rusted how's it going? I think Microsoft has learned a lot from the Red Ring of Death. And the thermal paste and the heat issues that that console had. I have to imagine that they would not send out a box that had serious thermal issues. They have a massive fan on the top of the Xbox Series X. They have a very large fan on the Series S. Um, if it is getting hot, I don't know if these are like older systems. I don't know. Like, I mean, when you compare the way that the Series X outputs compared to like the Series 1X, like... I mean, that is a direct from the CPU out to the top of the console. So I don't know, maybe if it's just people are feeling, hey, this is really hot. I don't know what they're comparing to. I think this is just kind yeah. of, a, I don't know, Devin, you've probably read more into this than I have. Like, what well, is- I mean, so they put out other stuff like to respond to this, basically saying like everything that they've tested, it puts out about the same amount of heat as the Xbox One X. 
Um, you know, and, and obviously it puts out heat, you know, that's, that's to be expected when I'm playing games on my PC. Uh, I, you know, start to sweat sometimes when it gets hot is heat blowing out. And it's just, you know, I don't know what they expect when they have all that, you know, performance in that small box and it's coming out the top. Of course, if you put your hand over the top, just like if I'm putting my hand over the top of my PC while I'm playing games, it's hot air coming out of it. I mean, that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to dissipate the heat. And I don't know. It just seems like these kind of things are ridiculous because it's it's like, are you, are you either that stupid or they're either dumb or they're doing this on purpose, right? Like these are supposed to be game journalists. If you, even if you play your current systems now, your, your PlayStation or anything else, like the PS4 Pro that I've been using, it's right here sitting next to where I'm sitting right now. And when I play, it puts out a lot of heat. And it's like, what do you expect? It's going to put out heat. It'd be the same thing, right? Um, so I honestly, I just don't know. Basically, my whole thing is if it had a heating issue, they wouldn't have sent it out to hundreds of people to preview. right? They wouldn't have sent it out to all these journalists. They did. They went through a lot of time and effort to make this system the way it is and put it in their vapor chambers and their fans and everything else to keep it at the temperatures they want to keep it at and to be able to reach the performance that they expect. So there's a reason why the PlayStation is huge because they're overclocking the crap out of it and it's going to produce a lot of heat. And so, yeah, man, when you play games for a long time on powerful technology, it gets hot. You can melt your gra- you can melt your graphics card if you play for over twenty four hours. I mean that's a thing that happens. Um, I do think I don't think the people are dumb. I'll say that so we can avoid the emails that'll send the all emails to neverfear at <laughs> mac dot com. Um, yeah, yes, yeah, but this way. is but this is this is just one of those things that they there's not a lot of news. Like their embargo is only to test old games right now, so all these outlets are looking for ways to differentiate their coverage of this console to get people to look at their stuff. And that's fine. Like I get it. And maybe, you know what? Maybe that one person is like, Hey, this is really hot. I'm going to write about it got really hot and that's fine. They got their clicks. We're talking about it here. So I guess they did their job. They did their job well because you know, some stupid little podcast like us is like talking about how hot our equipment gets. So I guess they win points to you journalists who thought the Xbox got hot. So, Rusted says in the chat, yeah, two reasons I won't buy it. My X1X died right when I needed it. I'm not going to undo 457 screws just to upgrade the HD. Can you run an X1X from an external HD? Um, yeah, yes. you can uh, run a Series X. You can play current-gen games off of an external. Um, and but- you also don't have to unscrew anything to add expansion to it you just plug it in the back you just put it right in so rusted isn't talking about the series x though he's talking about the xbox one x so rusted's xbox one yeah. x died on him um and we're wondering if he can cha- transfer the os <laughs> over to the external oh the operating system no i don't think so no you they're, uh, well they're, i mean no you can you can because you can because you can change the internal drive you know, to an SSD, so you you just have to go through all the steps to download that operating and system apart. and format the drive and put it. Well, you don't even have to take it apart if you uh, format that drive into the same thing. So the Xbox, I mean, you can even find it on the Xbox support pages uh, where they've given you the information of where to download it and how to format the drive so that the Xbox thinks it's the 
uh, drive that's inside. Right, so. but he'll he'll have to take it off though. He'll have to take out the old um, the old drive out of the Xbox. Yeah, in order he would to have to take it. out the old one to, for it to boot from that drive. So yeah, you can do it rusted. There's I think 27 screws in the Xbox One X. The hardest part of getting into that thing is taking off the top shroud because it's there's like weird Django stuff going on with that thing. So I believe in you. You could do it. Um, Sorry, so you yeah. don't need an Xbox to play Xbox games. You can play them on PC. That is true. You could do it there. Um, all right. So I think that's the show. It is kind of a lighter news week. I think what we're going to do now is we're going to head over and go play some Among Us. So if anyone in chat is wants to go play some Among Us, I think the three of us are going to go do that for a little bit just to hang out. And we really appreciate everyone hanging out from chat, hanging out with us on episode 143 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. A lot of Xbox news. Hopefully we'll get a lot more. I guess we did have some Sony news. I talked about Sony stuff for a long time for the stuff that was going on over in Japan. So I think we kind of balanced that out. Um, No problem, Rusted. You are not late. You got here just in time. So thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. Um, I had a thing I was going to say, and I lost it. So I'm going to say I'm going to play a random clip. We call this... ESP. ESP. Some brains can lift objects. My brain can lift objects, and everyone, this has been one episode 143 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and please remember to stay nice, stay nice to each other. I was going to stay frosty. I was going to say stay frosty, but that's a weird thing to say. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send oh, emails right. to freelancercodex at something. gmail.com. But I forgot or to voice switch messages the output to anchor.fm. So I'm going to play this for you. Hey, ladies, how about we focus on getting out of here instead of slapping each other like a bunch of little kids? <laughs>